you got a problem, Shade? <laughs> What'd you say about my ancestors? <laughs> I literally cannot wait to see a compilation of their funniest moments. Like, that's going to be right up there with, like, Mushu's best moments. Like, yeah. They were so funny. Brayden can attest to this. I was cracking up the entire time they were on screen. Like, I was screaming, crying. Like, they were just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Testing, testing, one, two, three. Welcome back to Spill and Diz Tea. I'm Sakura. And I'm Brayden. And today we're giving our spoiler review for Pixar's Onward. Onward. So look at that. We have a new theme song. Who are we? Wow. Yeah, that's uh, Zach Porter. Zach Porter. What's his Instagram? Plug him. It's Porter Audio. He's got a lot of cool stuff going up there. So he does. If you're listening. He also <laughs> produced <laughs> Denial. Yeah, Zach also pro uh, produced my song Denial. So yes. Shameless plug, but check it out. Yeah, they're also working on a lot of new cool stuff. So. Yeah. And also... Happy International Women's Day. You're not listening to this on International Women's Day, but we're recording this on International Women's yes. Day. Yes. And in my opinion, every day should be International Women's Day, and that's the thesis. Onward. What yeah. did you think of it? What I think of it onward? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough said. Enough said. <laughs> Wait, no, I have, I have points. Sorry. I enjoyed it as a movie. It was fun. Yeah. I just, I feel like this... I mean, we'll get into it, I guess, more, but overall, I thought it was fun. I thought it was cute, but something that I'd, like, rush to see again. Yeah, I agree. With Onward, like, I, like you said, we're going to get into it. I already didn't have that high of expectations for it, mm -hmm. and it didn't necessarily blow me away either. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Like you said, and, like, I thought it was cute, but there were, it's what, it was, didn't hit as hard as, like, Coco. Yeah. You know? Just, like, I think going into it, I kind of knew what to expect. So I don't mm -hmm. want to say I was underwhelmed or overwhelmed. I was just kind of, like, whelmed. Overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, I think it was just, it was a cute Pixar movie, and it was fun. It was just a much smaller scaled movie to what we've seen before. Yeah. And I think, like, I was talking to you a little bit about the, the decade that Pixar's had. Yeah. Has really not been... I mean, financially, it's been successful, but in terms of, like, their reputation and... What they've been putting out. What they've been their content, out. particularly, yeah. yeah. It's It's been pretty lackluster, I guess. Yeah. It's been lukewarm. It's been... It's just been met with lukewarm <laughs> reviews. It was... They're moderate successes. Anyway. Yeah, let's kind of get into the, the bulk of the conversation. So, to begin, Onward was released when... Or the, the trailer, sorry. So on May 30th. May 30th last year? Yeah. The first time I saw it was The Lion King. Okay. And that didn't, that was, that came out July, right? What came out last May? I don't know. Oh, Endgame. It came out for Endgame? Oh yeah. no, May 29th. Endgame was April. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was that Lion King? No, Lion King was July. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Um, I didn't. No, it was a thing until I saw the trailer. Oh, really? Oh, wait. I think I like I heard about the concept, but I didn't. I don't know. I didn't delve much into it. I was like, okay, onward. But I didn't. I didn't see a whole lot of news on like plot and characters and that sort of thing until I saw the first trailer mm -hmm. in The Lion King. Or honestly speaking, it might be one of those situations where you're just made more aware about something after seeing it the first time. Yeah, that trailer came out, and the trailer itself underwhelmed me. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. This, I thought the concept was really weird. Based on the trailer, though, because the trailer, it, it obviously doesn't tell you what the plot is. But just from what I saw, there was these two elf-looking things doing magic, and then all of a sudden there were a pair of legs. Yeah. And I was, I don't know. It just didn't fall that great. I was like, oh, it might, I'm like, it's Pixar, so it's going to be a fun movie. But I just didn't have that much anticipation and, like, wanting for it, you know? Yeah, it's not like a big Pixar staple. It's not something like Toy Story or Coco even or Inside mm -hmm. Out where people like, those are like the core Pixar movies, you know? Yeah. This one's definitely one of the more obscure, modest uh, ones for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, at the same time, it's hard to judge it because I don't think, 
it's hard because I think Pixar has such a high standard that they set for themselves and we want them to put out movies that are consistently at the same level. Like we want all their movies to be like Coco's and Inside Out's. And but stuff. I think that's only fair. When you continuously put out such amazing content, mm-hmm. it's, you know, like you need to be continuously performing. You know, it's like if a designer company puts out a faulty belt, mm-hmm. what, you can't do that. Yeah. You're going to lose credibility. Like if you're putting... <laughs> No, you're right. It makes sense. I don't know why I laughed. <laughs> because the comparison's ridiculous. And I know it's ridiculous, but please, just give me this moment. Um, it's like, you have the capabilities to do such cool things. There's so much that Pixar hasn't explored. Creativity, mindsets, you're working with the best of the best people. Animation's getting better. Mindset's getting stronger. Like You have all these resources to you, so you've got to be performing, especially when the last film you put out was Coco. Coco was phenomenal, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, The Good Dinosaur was a tragic fiasco. Yeah. But that was just kind of like a fluke. I mean, Brave, too. Brave did not hit the way... I mean, like, Brave was a success. It was a success. But it didn't hit the way other Pixar films hit. It didn't hit like that, no. But it was a success enough to, like... That's how I feel warrant. Onward's going to be, though. Onward's going to be, like, a success, like, enough, you know? Yeah. But it's not going to be, like, a huge, like... Um, I'm trying to find something to compare it to. They're going to make, like, Onward toys. Yeah. And they're going to be, like, in McDonald's. Like, Onward would get a TV show, you know? Whereas, like, Coco would get a sequel. Like, if we're comparing <laughs> it. Not saying I want those for either of them, but if we're yeah. comparing it. <laughs> yeah, just... I think, definitely, Pixar movies, like, are, are historically, like, events. You know? Like, you're excited for... Just, like, how we are for Disney. Like, we're so excited for Raya. Yeah. And that's how it was for Disney films. Or for Pixar films, I mean... And the fact that Onward kind of wasn't like that, people were sort of just, like, not interested that much in it. Yeah. You know, not a good sign. I feel like Onward looks like more something from, like, a generic film studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to, like, throw shade at the team on Onward. <laughs> like, I think that there's good stuff in the movie, so it's not, like, a roast or whatever. But yeah, um, definitely, like, it just clearly didn't... People weren't that... People weren't anticipating it as highly. I didn't see a lot of hype for it. No. At all. Because Coco got... Quite a bit of hype. Oh, yeah. An original property. It was. Coco was was pretty good. Okay, I'm just going to say from this point forward, we haven't said it yet, but we are spoiling the entire plot of this movie. All the spoilers, guys. All the spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, you might not want to listen to it, or maybe you do. I don't think... We're not just gonna. It's not like the spoilers aren't that serious, so it, yeah. <laughs> I think you could totally survive listening to this and then watching the movie after. Um... Just like a brief synopsis of like what the movie is, just on like a very basic term. Two brothers are going on an adventure or quest, I should say, to bring back their dead father for a day. Yeah. So they find it. Well, you should preface it first by talking about like the world because that's sort of part of the plot too. The Onward world is described as a suburban fantasy. Is that yeah. what you said? A suburban fantasy land. Yeah, a suburban fantasy land. And when they had begun, like, magic was prevalent everywhere. There were, you know, witches and wizards and warlocks and cool magic creatures and shit. But just over time, as society has advanced, they just started to forget their magic or lose touch with their magic or whatever it is. And they've just transformed into essentially the world that we are today. It's definitely supposed to be a comparison to like us and how our society has changed based off of technology. So essentially that's what it is. We meet young Ian. Ian Lightfoot. Ian Lightfoot. Um, And he's voiced by Tom Holland. A.K.A. Spider-Man. A.K.A. Spider-Man. And then we meet his brother, Barley, his older brother, Barley, who's voiced by Chris Pratt. A.K.A. Star-Lord. A.K.A. Star-Lord. So already Disney vets on the film. Yeah. You know, they... How, like, exciting do you think that must have been for them? I mean, I know I'd be amped. Do you think they planned <laughs> to do it together? Like, they were like, we want we want Disney, two Disney alum that it's have worked together to do this. It sounds like it was like a Marvel marketing idea. Like this whole movie is mm-hmm. a marketing ploy for Marvel. <laughs> 
yeah, it just kind of seems too good to be true. Like, I don't buy that, like, Tom Holland's agent found this role for him, and then Chris Pratt's agent found this role for him, and they just happened to be working no. together. Yeah. Does that even still happen? Do they do shit like that anymore? For, like, big movies, or do they, like, reach out to who they want in their movies? I don't know. I feel like there's, like, politics There has that. to be a process, you know? Yeah. Like, otherwise it's not fair. But if you're, like, a <laughs> casting director... You make the ultimate choice on if you want to cast who you think is the best talent mm-hmm. or if you want to cast what you think will like promote the best, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Sometimes they correlate, but. Yeah. Both really good voice actors. Yeah. I'll give them that. They really did their characters justice. For sure. So Ian is basically their father passed away when they were very young. Um, so Barley has like a couple memories. He has four memories of his dad. It's a common thing he says throughout the movie. And Ian has none because he was too young, right? So. Because he didn't even get to, he was dead. Oh yeah, no, he was, yeah, he, yeah. he was. Uh, he wasn't even born yet. Yeah, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the womb. Yeah, he hadn't, he hadn't met his father yet. And all he wants to do is meet his father at least or have a memory of him you know yeah. like he's heard so much great things from his mom from barley like pictures he has a tape of him that you know he talks to fun fact that i learned about that uh, apparently that bit was inspired by the director of the movie who did the same thing with his father oh wow oh, yeah Super okay. Colin Brothers taught me that. <laughs> well, I heard, I know it, um, when it was announced at D23, like two years ago, it was like 2017, when they announced it, it was like untitled Pixar film set in a suburban fantasy world or something like that. That yeah. was like what it was called. Um, and the director, he said like, it's sort of based on his story with his brother because they lost their dad at like a young age too. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's like this elements of the story are coming from somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's not just like out of the blue it's definitely like personal like there's a personal touch to it yeah i personally i mean we'll get more into it but my main problem with the movie is i feel like there's an emotional core that never quite gets exposed to its full potential yeah i agree not that i want this to be like a you know tearjerker but i mean i feel like i think it should have been there yeah. I think that the ending scene should have been a tearjerker the way Coco was. Coco had me bawling, bro. Yeah. Like, I was just a mess. I was like sobbing in the theater at Coco. And I think this should have had the same touch because of what Ian learned, what Barley had the chance to do. The way, uh, I don't want to just skip to the end, but like just the way the ending played out. We don't have to go chronologically. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so like at the end, (laughs) when we're able to see the dad, he's like fully formed and um, that sort of thing. We got to experience that from Ian's point of view, Mm -hmm. which it was a nice way to do it. Like it was subversive. Yeah. I thought that was really cool to see because it's like, even though this entire movie, they're like... Ian needs to meet his father. Ian needs to meet his father. Ian needs to meet his father. I like that he was like, Barley, you're the one with the memory of him. You go take that opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And it also goes to show that the movie is really, truly Ian's point of view. Yeah. Because, you know, I would have liked to see Barley's conversation with his dad. But I kind of like how he did that Yeah. at the end. What I do wish they did is I kind of wish that Ian got to see his dad too. That yeah. kind of pissed me off. I mean, like, I it sounds relatively cliche, I guess, but I just don't like how much it was stressed in this movie that, like, I need to meet him and you're thinking, like, he's gonna meet him, he's gonna meet him. And, like, even though at the end they, like, kind of play it off as, like, you know, you never really needed to meet your father because you have Barley. Barley's, like, your father. Mm, like it didn't pay off like it didn't it, it like i you don't know feel the, how much it was supposed to yeah feel, and it didn't the transition wasn't as smooth as it no. could have been you know so that i just really i was really mad when the end credits came up and i was like oh so he dead asses doesn't get to meet him yeah <laughs> like what i was saying to you like even like if we don't get to see them like have an interaction if there was like a monsters inc type of ending where you know Sully is able to get that last piece from Boo's door, puts it together, he opens the door, and she goes, Kitty? Like, you don't see her, but you just yeah. saw that they had that 
you know, and it finished the story and too. And it, like yeah. you don't need a sequel, but like you know, you, you know, know what happens, and it just like you feel so good at the end. Like yeah. you don't need to see more. You don't need to see what happens. Just like ease of mind, and like it just wraps it up really nicely. I would have liked to have honored something similar with that too. Yeah, I think like there's a lot of good potential in Onward. Like there's so many facets of the film that I can grab onto and be like, wow, that is such a great idea, but it needs to be expanded on more. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what the whole movie's just a conjunction of. So it's hard for me to decide if I like the movie or I definitely think there's a lot of good stuff in it though. So I'm not gonna I don't wanna pan it. I don't think it's a bad movie. Um what I, I will say about Onward though is as the the concepts uh, on their own don't quite hit it as hard as I wish they would I think the writing is phenomenal they had really good writers on it yeah I think they did a good job where it was like there was no unnecessary content except for that cop and we're gonna get to her yeah but everything that every was scene had a every purpose. scene had a purpose and yeah. it's like I like that as you can see Ian learning magic we're like totally skipping around whatever as it's a it's a spoiler you're supposed to see the movie first anyways yeah <laughs> you tell him um as you can see ian learning his magic and the different spells that barley teaches him they all connected at the end at that final fight yeah and you can see like you like you know what he's doing what he's saying because you've learned them with him you know yeah so that's like pretty cool too like the way things fit together it was a pretty fast moving uh, moving <clears throat> movie like i feel like it it what, but like not it in a bad was way, fast, but it, it, right? Yeah, it did. I thought it, it felt fast too. They didn't like waste any time. They just like yeah. went, went, went. So, I feel like it does have a, a more juvenile approach. Yeah, because of that. But yeah, for me, like I think, yeah, I agree. The writing's good. I think I was thinking about it, and I know this defeats the whole purpose of it's the equivalent of like the frog problem in Princess and the Frog, you know? Yeah. But if this was set, like I was watching it, and I was looking at these backgrounds and from like that little prologue in the beginning when it showed yeah. what the world was i'm like if pixar did like a serious like legend of zelda like um lord yeah. of the rings like style world and went on this like epic quest like yeah. they didn't need the modern technology like there is something there like that yeah. could have been really cool or like as like a disney like animated movie or whatever yeah but it could have been this huge epic quest and the stakes could have been higher like i don't know there's could have been a lot more potential i agree to, like, you know what i think that it could have been iconic. That would have been... That's a really good concept. Like, the whole quest thing. Like, a quest as a quest back in the olden days. Like, with all these... All the same elements and creatures and all the same things. That would be cool as a Disney movie. Pixar's too quirky to do that. Which is why they decided to set it in modern times. But I think that gets in the way sometimes. It does, for this, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. It's it, the equivalent yeah. of, like, the Cars world. It's like, it feels very, like, for marketability sake. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I agree, but I think that's what Pixar uses to get away with it. That's almost like their brand. Yeah, I mean, Pixar's you know? always, the world building is always really, Disney's kind of gotten in a little bit more, like with yeah. Utopia and stuff, but Pixar's really about the world that they create. That's almost like a first. Yeah. Because like Toy Story or Finding Nemo or Inside Out, like Inside the I Mind. would say Coco too with the world that it created, but Coco feels more like a Disney film to me. Yeah. No, yeah, Coco feels more like a Disney film. Because I feel like the other ones, yeah. No, Coco definitely feels like a Disney film to mm-hmm. me. And that's not like a negative or whatever. Like, we no, love Disney. We no. love both of them. Pixar's iconic as well, you yeah. know? There's just something about, like, a Disney movie, like a certain feeling it has in a Pixar movie. You mm-hmm. know? Different. You watch a Disney movie for one reason, you watch a Pixar movie for another. Yeah. Like, you even know? though Brave is a fairy tale, I still feel like it's, like, it feels like a Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas Coco feels like a Disney movie. Yeah. There's something about it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, let's talk a little bit about Ian and Barley. Okay. Just, like, who they are, how they were introduced to us, that sort of thing. So, Ian's the youngest brother, so he's 16. He just or, turned 16. He just turned 16. It's his birthday. He's very shy and reserved and awkward definitely like insecure which again i feel like could have been elaborated on more like maybe has something to do with his dad's death i don't know yeah i think so too because the way that they personified these attributes about him was like he can't invite his friends over for cake and he can't uh merge into traffic and what was the last thing he couldn't do there's something else he wanted to do on his he had a list of all things that he wanted to do and he couldn't do any of them there was like one more thing that he couldn't do 
And it was just kind of like these three like weird things is what they used to like. I'm the weird kid, you know, like, or like, I'm, I'm really shy and I'm really insecure. Insecure. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think like the characters themselves don't really have much personality. I don't know. It just, it's such a small movie. It's such like a small movie and the stakes are so small. It feels like a, feels like like a Nickelodeon TV sort of situation to me. Yeah. Um, Which like, again, it's hard because it's like, if this was like, if I was watching this knowing it was like a, on airing on TV or something, I'd be like, yo, like that's dope for like a TV special or something. But since I know it's a Pixar film, I know it could be better. Exactly. So yeah, that was Ian. Then we meet Barley. Barley's like... See, Barley's character just isn't that interesting to me either. I, I mean, like, like, there's potential with him. Like, yeah. they bring up a plot point at some point in the movie, and then that just, like, goes away. <laughs> yeah, so with Barley, I like his character... No. I like his relationship with Ian. Yeah. His character itself, like, I think it's kind of cheesy, like, like, that he is this essential shit disturber that just does whatever he wants whenever he wants doesn't waste time because he told himself when he was four that he would never waste time again yeah like okay i guess that just sounds kind of like preschoolish to me yeah like it doesn't really seem like a huge pixar character development moment no it's like they had an idea and they just didn't develop on it you know yeah what I like about Barley is that just the way he is with Ian, a lot of times when you see the main character and they've got their older siblings in it, they're almost like, almost they're like a mini antagonist. Yeah, usually. they're like a bully. Yeah. They're like a bully or they're like just like not involved or they just like don't care that much. And I like that Barley is like, he, he wants to help out his little brother, you know, like he likes his little, he loves his little brother. You know, he's the one that like shows up to school to pick him up after his birthday and he's like hey and he's like embarrassed of barley like he's his dad you know but it's like barley's like two years older than you you know yeah or when barley learns that ian can do magic like barley's the one that like plays this like dungeons and dragons game and like knows all the stuff and like was so excited and he has all like all the passion towards magic but he sees that his little brother, who doesn't really know or care much about this entire realm of magic, when he sees that he can do this thing, he's like, oh my gosh, that's my little brother. Yeah, he doesn't like... like There's I thought no they were jealousy. Make him jealous, that's though. what I thought too. There was at no point in the movie was he jealous of anything that Ian could do and he couldn't. Yeah, I did Which like I that. really liked that. Yeah. That was really um, heartfelt, for sure. Yeah, that is true. They always usually make, especially when it's, like, brothers, they always are, like, ganging up on each other. It's, like, the older brother's embarrassed of the younger brother or whatever. Yeah. So I kind of like that they subverted that. That was Mm -hmm. beautiful. It was very beautiful. And then we have, I guess the only other two main characters would be... Mama. um, The Mama and Manticore. I like that the mom was relatively involved in the movie. Yeah. Usually speaking, parents aren't involved in movies at all. The mom was cool. Yeah, the mom, I mean, like, she was, like, yeah, she actually is, like, character, like, yeah, and development and growth and stuff, so mm-hmm. I like that. Um, she was cool, you know, she was, I feel like they kind of had the same jokes that they've always had when they were, like, bomb characters kick into action. Yeah. It's always, like, the same sort of thing they go for. But I thought she was good. I feel like I really liked her when, when the manicore came on screen. Yeah, I like them both together. Yeah. They could do like a cool little, little something, something on them, you know. Yeah, Manticore should have like her own TV show. Yeah, or give her a short or something like Forky. Yeah. <laughs> <Last> <laughs> Manticore is question. First name the. <laughs> Honestly, I think she was one of my favorite characters. Like she was, yeah, great. she was funny. She was really, really, really funny. Manticore is cool. Yeah, and then also. The little pixie elf things. Oh my god. You got a problem, Shade? <laughs> What'd you say about my ancestors? <laughs> I literally cannot wait to see a compilation of their funniest moments. Like, that's gonna be right up there with like Mushu's best moments. Like, yeah. Brayden can attest to this. I was cracking up the entire time they were on screen. Like, I was screaming, crying. Like, they were just so funny. So, yeah, they were hilarious. Go for them. And then, what other, any other characters? The, the boyfriend, I guess. Yeah, the police officer. The police officer. That's the mom's boyfriend. 
I mean, I like that he was an enemy too. Like they subverted that trope. Like he's not like yeah. the evil stepdad or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, other than that, nothing really that interesting. Yeah, no, nothing too special about him. It like kind of annoyed me that when he was like going to stop them, like, you know, he's not an antagonist, but he was just like an obstacle in their way, you know? Yeah. And... It really pissed me off. I was like, if honestly, if I were Ian and Barley, I'd do the same shit too. Like, who are you to tell me that I can't go resurrect my my dead father? Yeah. And like, to, like come and arrest me later. Like, let me go see my dad. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, it's like not his place. Like, yeah. I know he's like he's a cop, but at the same time, it's like they're not really breaking the law. They're not. They? They're not breaking the law at all. Yeah. They're not your kids. I mean, I guess the mom probably said like stop them actually that probably is what happened i don't know he could be a cool stepdad and be like i trust you guys and that could have been a cool yeah. character development moment yeah they could have they could have had that moment you know opportunity wasted what's his name officer colt bronco officer bronco and then i guess you could also kind of say their dad i mean he doesn't really have He's, like, half a character, yeah. you know? You do see flashbacks and stuff like that, but he doesn't have, like, a present part in the film. Told someone I was thinking, like, what if they just didn't want to pay this guy any more money? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> They're like, that's enough lines from you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what to expect with us, like, what, with what they were going to do with him. Me either. Because, you know, he's just a pair of legs, and it's like, how was he, how are they going to integrate that into the, you know, the journey? I still think that was kind of weird. I'd be so mad if I had to, like, take care of that. Like, it just, it did kind of feel like a waste. Because you look back and you, like, they had the whole day with their dad, but it was just his legs. Yeah. Like, that is kind of sad. That's really sad. Like, they took, basically, they took That's the ghost of their tease. dad on a trip with them. <sighs> like, it's not like, you know, Coco deals with death, like, prominently Mm -hmm. but like you still leave coco with like it's like a bittersweet ending kind of like how onward is but it's like you still feel like like you're happy or like you know it's good things are good but onward you're just like i'm upset yeah i i don't know like i don't buy that ian is now fulfilled He's only 16, and he has high school and college to go through, <laughs> assuming this is, like, our world. Like, you know he's not done, and no. you know there's not going to be a sequel, Pixar, so, like, <laughs> why are you opening up <laughs> character development? <laughs> Literally, though. I just feel like when people are going to think Pixar, this isn't going to be, like, on the top echelon, mm-hmm. and, like... When you look at the list of characters, I don't think kids are going to be, like, if they're at a Disney park and they see, like, this disembodied, like, legs walking around. Yeah. They're not going to be like, oh, my God, it's the Ian Lightfoot's daddy, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Do you think Ian and Barley are going to get characters at Disneyland? They do. They already have them. They do? Yeah. Oh, wait, you told me this. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm not trying to say that every movie has to be, like, iconic and... Whatever, but it is Pixar. You know, it's... You have a higher standard to sit against. Yeah. Oh, I love the owner of the pawn shop. Like, all the side characters were funny as hell. Yeah, all the side characters were great. They they made that really, really, really funny. It was her when she was like, what did you do? (laughs) They like, (laughs) paralyzed her. And then... And then the fairies. What did Um, you say about my ancestors? (laughs) She was just so mad. Everything she said was like she was angry. She was like, Hi, Sakura, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I wanted to see like a TV show about them. I know. Like, kind of like how they did like penguins in Madagascar. <laughs> yeah. Like her backstory. Yeah. Why is she so angry? <laughs> I would watch. You got a problem, Shades. Shades. Oh God. What does she say when she's like out of my way, like long legs or something like that? <laughs> yeah, no, they're great. And let's talk about the the officer. Yeah, the Cyclops. Yeah. So, um, 
in the trades, I guess, like, two weeks or maybe, like, a week before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of headlines that were going around about how in Onward, Pixar has, like, Disney's first openly canonically gay character. So the officer mentions her girlfriend in one of the scenes, which, like, that on its own, if I don't tell you anything else about the character, like, he'd be like, what's wrong with that, Brayden? Like, why is that a problem? Well, the problem is... This is Pixar's first openly gay character. Disney's first openly gay character. They're like, they're like telling all the trades. They're bragging about their inclusivity. And she's a Cyclops police officer. (laughs) She has two lines. Yeah. I'm like, why? It's annoying that, like, I love Disney, obviously. um, And I'm still going to watch all their stuff. But it's just annoying that they could be doing so much more than what they're doing now. Yeah. And I really want to do a podcast on... A diver- like on diversity in animation and, mm-hmm. and in Disney maybe specifically because it's, yeah. it's, you know, Elsa could have been there, but they didn't go there. Yeah. So the thing with the character is that, you know, they spent time to market her specifically. Like they released headlines saying, you know, first openly gay character. We see what she looks like. We see that she's a cyclops. Uh, like that sucks on its own. But now you're kind of left in anticipation that they've got a homosexual cyclops. What are they going to do with her? Mm-hmm. You know, how are they going to introduce that concept? And I feel like that whole thing was so shoehorned in. That was, the only purpose for her character in that movie was for that per- like for that line that she gives. Yeah. She has no other significance of the plot. Well, she kind of tips off Bronco. Yeah, but that's where they are. But that that could have been done another way. You know, it didn't even have to be her. But yeah, she just had to say, you know, my girlfriend. They didn't organically come up with that. You know. Yeah. Or maybe they did, and we're just shitting all over there. I like don't think that. I don't think so. You know, they're definitely trying to be more inclusive, but just the ways that they're doing it, just like it's kind of annoying. Yeah. You know, it could have been done a lot better. Yeah. Also, that kind of connects to another thing that you're reading, that she was voiced by Lena Waithe, who is a black actress, um, along with the Manticore, who was voiced by Octavia Spencer. There's also some stuff saying that they've used colored voice actors and voice actresses to portray these monsters. Whereas the white voice actors, their characters look more human. Like they're like cute little elves. And then they've got this flaming dragon lion beast thing, you know? Yeah, the elves are much more humanoid than uh, other characters. Yeah. It's interesting. Like when, you know, you don't really think about it. And when you bring it up, you're like. And again, it's like not saying that. Pixar went out of their way to like do this and no. to you know to voice it's not malicious you know it's definitely not malicious intent at all but it's just something that you have to look at from the outside and just be aware of and like see like these decisions that I've made like how they're going to reflect when your audience watches it and, and things that are going to make you're... headlines like like by now like you should have someone that's like oh shit like maybe that might not be the best pick for that voice actor because this could be perceived a certain way yeah well especially when you have like little kids that are watching these movies and they see that all these characters that you know share the same background as them are voicing only like animals or you know when they're they're not the protagonists they're not the heroes that does something you know yeah and you can't really speak on that if you're not of those minorities yeah to be fair so but if you're a little kid and all you see is your ethnicity portrayed by, like, villains or portrayed by... Frogs. Frogs or something. Like, you know, it's it's going to do a little something. Like, maybe not consciously, but... Yeah. It definitely puts something out there. Which also brings me into Soul. Soul, yes. I don't know how that movie's going to play out, but from what I can see from the trailer, what I'm assuming from the trailer, is that we're going to take a look into a black culture community and Mm -hmm. kind of see how these people interact more so 
Um, I don't know where it takes place. It looks like uh, New, York New York or something. Yeah. In New York and like that sort of thing. But then the main character looks like he's about to turn into this blob within the first 20 I'll, I'll, I'll give it maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I feel like beyond that, we're just going to follow him as this blob. And it's like, okay, great. Like, you're finally doing something and bringing culture and bringing a more diverse set of elements into this movie. But then you take it away almost immediately. Yeah. Again, like, I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't know what it's going to be, but that's just the perception that I'm getting based off of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. Definitely think Soul is going to be the bigger picture, though. I think that's going to be much more of a tentpole film than Onward. I think it's going to be Coco Lee. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more mature, I think. Yeah. I think, like, I loved from, like, the trailers, from the glimpses I saw of the world that they were going through. Mm-hmm. I was like, and this kind of goes back into what I was saying before, but there's so much potential with this mystical fantasy world, location-wise, and, like, they could have went full, like... Um, like fantasy realm and you know renaissance yeah. fair type of thing but they didn't and like I feel like that kind of missed like if Ian like I really like seeing Ian in the climax when he's um, using the staff yeah and he's using it to his full potential and his powers and it's like I was watching it and I was kind of like just like underwhelmed whatever but I'm like shouldn't I be like excited to see this like shouldn't this be the equivalent of like Elsa using her powers or Moana or, or yeah superheroes or something like it's you know i was like there's so much potential that would be so cool for a much more like magical world or Mm -hmm. i don't know see i was looking at some other reviews of onward and a lot of people were saying that they liked the big scene at the end they liked the climax which you know call me an unpopular opinion but i didn't like it at all Mm -hmm. i don't like how it was pieced together I like how certain elements kind of fit things that you've learned, things... Okay, I like the different parts of the finale. I don't like the order that it went in. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't feel organic. Some of it felt forced. Like when the mom went to and had to be the one to, like, stab the, the, dragon. the dragon's heart. Yeah. Which she failed at, for one. But, like, she just... It was, like, this huge... I don't know. Like, there was no fight, you know? Like, she was, like, whatever she said. Like, what she said? Something cheesy. Like, moms can do it, too. Oh. It was like, I'm a warrior. Yeah. I'm a mighty warrior. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, yeah, I'm a mighty warrior. That's in there for, like, the kiddos, you know? Yeah. Pulls it out, runs up the back of the dragon's back, and then just stabs him. Like, there was no fight. Why wasn't there a fight? Yeah. No, you could have had this. Why didn't she fail? You could have had this epic. You could have had, like, an actual dragon, which would have been dope. And I get that that's not the point of this whole thing, but it makes me so mad. So like, you could have had... It's same with... When we get into Good Dinosaur, it's going to be more of the same. Because it's like you could have had this cool world. And then yeah. you just like didn't... Do it. You didn't take... You, you should have took the concept and ran with it, and you didn't. Yeah. And like there could have been this cool dragon, and there could have been like an epic fight yeah. like, with the dragon. Like, you know, Lord of the Rings, like Sleeping Beauty, like mashup, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I just feel like there's so much potential with, like, the visuals, and there could have been some iconic shit coming out of this movie. Like, yeah. some amazing visuals. And for me, there's nothing really that sticks out. It's not like I'm leaving Coco, and, and I have, like, a vision in my head. You know, usually, yeah. like, movies, just, like, the good ones, They there's something about it that clings on to you after you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not really anything about that with Onward for no. me. No, me either. I agree. The other thing, too, is it's a road trip movie, right? So it's it's something we've seen many times before. Goofy. But, uh... Ew, I just, like... The adventure could have been grander. And I feel like setting it in the suburban... Suburban... Suburban fantasy world... It holds it back. Yeah, and having, like, the school in the small town, it just feels like a high school movie with, like, a fantasy facade on it. It doesn't feel like a real place. Yeah. It doesn't feel like... Like, say, you know, obviously I'm not a big Brave fan, but I feel like that <laughs> world feels like like a place and this yeah. place just it's it's like it doesn't really so feel small. like anything yeah yeah i don't know it was kind of weird it was yeah. kind of weird to see and like this world was kind of replicated a bit in zootopia when they used animals instead to portray these elements of society today instead of these like quest magic fairy things yeah. but zootopia did it better 
Zootopia's world building was just so phenomenal. Yeah. And, like, its storytelling, I feel like, was much more sophisticated than mm-hmm. that. I mean, like, I'm not, like, a huge stan of Zootopia. Like, I do like it, though. Yeah. But Objectively, I, you can be, like... Yeah, yeah. it definitely has They did a, a good, good job with, with that, for sure. Yeah. Onward, definitely, for me, it's, like, it feels like I'm not trying to drag it. Because I'm trying to put it in its own category. Like, yeah. obviously, you're not going to compare Onward to Coco or Onward to, you know... Toy Story or something. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I were to put it in its own category, like if I were to try to fit it with the studio, it would be Disney Toon. Like the studios that made like the Planes movies and the Tinkerbell movies. Like that's what I feel like. I feel like this would be an, like a really, really good Disney Toon movie. Yeah. Same with Good Dinosaur. Really good Disney <laughs> movie. But Disney as a Toon. Pixar movie, it just doesn't... It doesn't fit the bill. It doesn't feel Pixar, you know? No. It's like when Disney was putting out like... Black Cauldron or Chicken Little or something like or Home on the Range. Like, it doesn't feel Disney. Like no, you know. no, not at all, not at all. How did you feel about at the end Ian learning that essentially Barley is his father figure? I liked the message. I thought it was really like touching, but I feel like they didn't they didn't build it up enough. Like no, it, it felt like there was no pay off or anything it just kind of was shoehorned in there i feel like and it's predictable yeah because you know like when he started to like cross off the list he's like you know shit like my dad's not coming back now Mm -hmm. um so he's going through his list that he created things to do with his dad and he's crossing things off and as soon as he gets to the driving lesson i was like they're gonna refer this back to when he was driving with Barley, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Immediately, yeah, you I see the clip. Then I'm like, hey, they're gonna go through all of these and they're gonna relate it back to Barley. It's just, it's. I could see it. Yeah. I could hear them. I could hear the movie thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The message is really cute, but again, it's like they spent so much time and so much character development and just so much concept I building it up like to meeting it. his dad. Like they just they spent too much effort and value putting it towards that just to let everyone down and then shoehorn in this other there was no like growth really with the brothers they kind of stayed stagnant yeah and then they bring up the plot line of um of ian thinking that barley is like a A screw up a screw up um but they don't really do anything with it like barley's mad for a second and then he kind of forgets it because he like you know He's like, I'll cho- like, let me choose the way to go. And then he's like, okay. And then they don't really bring it up. And then I feel like Ian just like snaps out of nowhere during the <laughs> climax or the beginning of the climax. Yeah. When he's like, you are a screw up. It just did not feel, that felt she horned in there. Yeah. It it's, does. It's hard because I can see what it's trying to do and I can see a lot of potential in it. You see, it's movies like these that take place in a 24 hour time, time, uh, What's it called? Frame. Time time frame. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be a really good movie to build all this character development within a day for yeah. a person. And essentially they've taken Ian and they've tried to literally flip his brain, his mindset and how his brain works within 24 hours. And that's kind of hard to buy. Yeah. You know, like all of this happened just now. Yeah. You know, you're suddenly more confident. You're suddenly... Um, able to merge on the freeway you're suddenly like right see the stakes are so low like that's like the movie it's like i can merge on the freeway like if it was a disney princess it's like (laughs) you know what's like ariel's goal to be human yeah mulan's goal to save her father ian's goal to To merge merge on the freeway (laughs) to invite friends over for cake like and like it's not like he and was he, I don't or know. I just like, think that he just, he like, just let go of the his dream of meeting his father too easily. Yeah, I love that he let like he gave that opportunity to Barley. Yeah, love, 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 love that. But I don't know. Like individual elements are great. It's just cohesively didn't stick as well as it could have. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It's kind of like a big box of Legos. You can build yeah. some cool things, but you can't build the big sets. Wow. I guess at the end, it's like, at the end of the movie, people start to practice magic again. Which yeah. is like, you know, they like hint that magic's coming back. And I'm like, cool. But like the sequel, I like what's potentially coming after the first movie is mm-hmm. what we should have gotten in this movie. Exactly. Like magic and shit. Yeah. 
I don't want to see people that look like elves <laughs> walking around driving cars, talking on cell phones. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And it's like, if you're going to do it, just like, you need to build, build it better than it did. Yeah. You know? Like, Zootopia was built. You could see how different elements in society worked in with these animals and how they, what are they called? What are, what are those types of animals called? Anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic animals. And, you know, how they interact with the world and how, you know, the animal kingdom is now etched into this world. Like, Onward didn't do it as well. No. no like, didn't. barely. They've kind of just, like, thrown it at you and then they're like, just, like, take it. Like, yeah, this, like is how, this is how it is and just understand that this is how it is. Yeah. You know? Didn't explain why certain things were like that or, like, how this connects to that or, you know? Yeah. I maybe I need to arbitrary. watch it again. But again, it's like doesn't really have that. I don't want feel to watch like it exactly. It's not like Frozen Two, where I was like, I want to go back and watch it. Yeah, I'm not watching it again for the concept. I'm going watching it again for those little fairy things and for the Manticore. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and like I'll wait like six months or whatever it takes. Yeah, I'll wait. Like I'm not gonna. I don't care to. I'm not gonna illegally stream it. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> it's probably not gonna go on Disney Plus for like a year. No, yeah. And even still, like I'll be fine. Yeah. In comparison to like, and like, yeah, so I don't know. At the end, I think when they were doing the whole um, situation with like his dad and Barley, whatever, like that was supposed to be a tearjerker mo- movement. Like that was Pixar's intention that you're supposed to start crying now. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that. I didn't feel it either. Like I know that I was supposed to be crying. And I cried everything. Like, I cried when Aladdin and Jasmine first kissed, you know? Like, I literally cried everything. And I felt nothing, you know? Yeah. I sobbed in Coco. Like, I cried so much in that movie. Like, I... I don't know. I tried. I was like, do I have to, like, make myself cry right now? Like, what's... Why? See, when you go into a Pixar movie, you're expecting that, right? Yeah. So that's why, like, it's hard not to hold it against the film when you don't get that, like, grandiose Pixar flair, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, most people seem to have the same reaction as us. Like, they like it okay. Yeah. Nothing too bad, nothing too great. So I definitely think this is going to be one of Pixar's more modest hits. It's made $68 million so far. It's going to be like Bugs Life. I think so. But like, you know, Bugs Life still has it fan. Like, even like the quote unquote bad Pixar movies are still good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're still good movies. It's just a, a different tier. Exactly. So what do you give this movie overall? Out of a 10? Yeah. I think I'll give it... I'm cheating between a six and a half and a seven. So I'll go 6.75. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I give okay, it... Okay, wait. No. I'm cheating between a six and a half and a seven. I'm going to go a seven. Okay. I am going to say... No, 6.5. <laughs> Final answer, 6.5. I'm giving it a 7.5. Because I did still enjoy it. Overall, the movie, I liked it. I just wished it's just the comparison to what, like, picks, like Pixar movies need to be nines at yeah. this point. You know, like, you don't have, even if you're an eight movie, it's kind of like, what, something happened there, you know? Like, you need, like, to be a really good Pixar movie, like, you're up there. You are a good movie. Yeah. And this movie's good, you know? It's not... It's not awful. It's not a bad movie. I would not call it a bad movie at all. No. It's yeah. just compared to what it should be at, it's it's not up there. But I, I also wouldn't put it down. And I think you're thinking about it under the impression that, like, it's just... I think you're associating it as a bad movie because it's a bad Pixar movie. Yeah. I think it's, it's a bad Pixar movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. And that's, like, it's hard because, like, I'm definitely, like, have bias. Like, I'm not rating this... 100% fairly. Yeah. So, okay, maybe I'd bump it up to a seven. But definitely, like, yeah, like, it's it's one thing to be a bad Pixar movie, but a bad Pixar movie is, like, a good, like, generic, like, release yeah. movie, you know? Exactly. But, I mean, Disney's been really good at pretty much hiring on all cylinders, like, emotionally and graphic wise like i don't like rothberg's internet that much but i mean i think it was still almost there mm-hmm. and just pixar definitely i'm excited for soul and i hope that it's it can kind of like do what i have a feeling did. like even though i have beef with this whole blob thing i think i'm really gonna like soul 
it's it very much looks like a like a spiritual sequel to Inside Out. In yeah, sense. I think it'll be good. I think it's gonna be a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me the vibes that Coco gave me. Yeah, Coco is just like honestly, Finding Nemo has always been my favorite Pixar movie. And then Coco came out. Coco, yeah, I think Finding Nemo, Coco, and uh, Toy Story Two are like my top three, but they just kind of like change positions. Sometimes. I would say Coco, Toy Story, no, ill. I mean, not ill, sorry. Coco, <laughs> Finding Nemo, and Monsters, Inc. are my top three. Oh, okay, yeah. I love Monsters, Inc. So much. Yeah. But that's for another podcast. We're going to do a whole Pixar one soon. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. I think we should definitely kind of go into... Um, we, you know how we have our Yamina scale? Mm-hmm. We should do that for Pixar movies. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's an idea. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. I'm down. Okay, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I want to know what other people think about Onward, though. Yeah, me too. When you watch it, let us know. Drop comments and stuff like that. Because I'm genuinely curious. Like, is it just us? I feel like we kind of shitted on this. And like I'm saying again, I don't think it's a bad movie. I would never call Onward a bad movie. I just, just the level of, like, production and... Um, the level of storytelling wasn't. That's no. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the word I'm looking for. The level of performance mm-hmm. that it should have given just wasn't there. Yeah. But otherwise, like I liked it. Like I'll watch it again. Yeah. I'm about to go look up the fairies right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you liked it, I'm happy you liked it. I wish I liked it. But sometimes things don't work out that Unfortunately. Way. Okay, so you can reach us at uh, at Spill and Dis Tea Podcast on Instagram. Instagram. We're also on Facebook. Facebook. And Tumblr. Tumblr. I'm on something else, too. No. Oh, we're going to make a TikTok soon. Oh, yeah, we're going to so make a So stay tuned. We're going to make a whole dance for our, our intro. Yeah, share it and give us clout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> share it. Get us TikTok famous, please. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. um, hit me up at Sakura MJ on Instagram. Hit me up at Braden Rosalind on Instagram. Uh, check out Denial. I also got a new song coming out real soon, which I can't say yet. So, yeah, yeah. Until yeah, next yeah. time, spill that tea. Oh. Yeah.